Hello and welcome to the Video Game Hour. Uh, we're about to take a giant steaming shit on EA. Uh, I'm Hunter Davenport. With me, I have Alan Muir. Hello. Alan. And we have a very special guest with us today since Connor is sick, Eric Fedorchek. Hi, how you doing everybody? He's coming for your bone barrel, everybody. That's right. That's right. Delicious, delicious marrow. Um, so, th- this week's topic is kind of... Kind Technically, of, there, there are two topics. There it's are two topics. how but... shit EA is and how shit Battlefront 2 is. Or, yeah. like... The, the burning trash fire that is Battlefront 2 right now. Uh, and uh, uh, I just want to get... To, I just have to need to get... need to say this now. Um, I was playing... I was, like... I was watching the Giant Bomb Quick Look mm-hmm. and playing... One of the playing the single player, yep. It got to a point where everyone was like moving to super speed, like it was it was starting to bug out. And then I jumped as uh, I didn't verso, and she t posed and was was just flying like slowly rising up in the air. So, so what what you're saying here is you're playing another quality EA product. Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, uh, I'm not saying Dice is a bad developer, but like everything about this game is just ho- like r- like a trash fire, and it all kind of like unfolded like the last couple of months. Yeah, Contour- I wrote a um, I put up yeah the other day. Or I think it was last night. <laughs> a uh, art, an article about why why the uh, microtrade like why the crystals why they went down went down. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know you know what they did, right? Disney threatened yeah. to pull to strip them of the yeah. license. That and um, they lowered the they lowered the price of heroes. And also, they lowered the uh, amount of crystals you gain, gain in-game. So if they, they made it a, a null version of what they were saying. Like, basically, yep. like, oh, yeah, no, we'll reduce the cost, but also here you're not getting as many. So it's they're going to win either way. Yeah, they don't... Yeah, it does, okay. I and wait, say Hunter, it. did you listen to Jeff Gersman, Gersman's uh, mixer that he did on the whole thing? I did not, no. Uh, they... I did... I did listen to the Best Friend cast and how Wooly was saying, uh, your outrage is is anticipated. Like, they know. Yeah. And they're going to adjust accordingly. Well, that was that was something I had said in a uh, thread, either on the Phantom Zone or in the Ice Level, something along those lines. Um, people need to not bitch to EA, because EA is just going to be EA. But EA is, EA is expecting you to bitch. Like, yeah. But Disney is a monolithic corporation, and their biggest thing is, oh, well, crap, if we're not going to make money off of this, we need to figure out how to fix it. It's like, this was the worst possible thing they could have done this to, because yeah. Last Jedi is, like, a month away. Yep. And like, this is, to have Star Wars out in the news like this is bad for Disney. It totally is. And it still boggles me to this day how EA ended up getting the Star Wars license. I, like, 
I don't. Disney they paid a lot of money for idea. it. They want to get that uh, money. Yeah, they I want think to return they, a lot of money. I think they definitely made a lot of promises to Disney, mm. and a lot of uh, a lot of zeros were on that check. Yeah. Like, but so I, just, I would I would think Disney would take a look at like past experiences with EA and yeah like well the problem is also Disney's video game history isn't yeah good point hundred <laughs> percent not that, even 60%. the thing is they they kill studios like almost at the same frequency EA does like yeah okay yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna just I made the I'm like I'm just gonna go through this rapid fire yeah I'm the defunct. Uh, like EA's defunct studios. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Okay, original HQ in San Mateo, California, moved to Redwood City in '98. Origin Systems in Austin, founded in '83, acquired in '92, closed in '04. Huh. Bullfrog in Gil- Guilford, England, founded in '87. I forgot they killed Bullfrog. That sucks. Yeah. That's who started Syndicate. Yeah, they um, EA acquired them in '95. They merged them with EA UK, and and they closed them in '01. They in EA Baltimore and Baltimore Maryland in '96 as part of Origin. Closed 2000. EA Seattle, founded in '82. As mainly in associates, acquired about fourteen years later, closed less than six years later. Jesus Christ! Maxis, huh. creators of uh, The Sims. They no Maxis is still around. I thought. No, they were. Oh yeah, they were merged, weren't they? Merged with yeah. Visceral. Oh, oh, that uh, sucks. Westwood Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, founded oh. in ninety in eighty seven. Acquired oh, this, acquired this from Virgin so depressing. in ninety eight, merged into EA, EA Los Angeles in two thousand three. EA Pacific, known pre- previously known as Burst, and Westwood Pacific in Irvine, California, formerly part of Virgin Interactive. Founded in ninety in ninety five, acquired with uh, Westwood and Virgin Interactive USA in ninety eight, closed five years later in oh three. Easy Studios in Stockholm, Sweden, and they were founded in oh eight for EA's at the time play for for free series. They had a play for free series. That seems very non EA. Well, yeah, that that ended. Yeah, <laughs> that ended about two years ago. They merged. They were merged into Dice. Uh, Kesmai, oh. known also as GameStorm, founded in eighty one, acquired in ninety nine, closed two years later in oh one. Jesus. Dice Canada so- in London, Ontario. Started in '98, acquired Dice fully in October 26 or October 2006, and they were. And they, guess how? How? Guess when they were closed? I'm gonna say like six months. Hours after being acquired. Jesus Christ! 
it's just listening to all of these studios that got closed. Like it, it reminds me of all the ga- all the companies that I used to look forward to playing games from on uh, on my old PC, like Westwood, Bullfrog, Origin, uh, Sierra. Uh, like all these companies are uh, going this uh, anymore. Yeah, UK moved to EA Birdlight in Guildford. The most one of the one of the recent ones that over the past ten years, EA Chicago, where Kudo Sonoda was stationed working on uh, Fight Night. It's like oh, you look shit. at you look at this, you hear this list, and it's just like they they acquired these companies, they did nothing, and then they shut them down. Essentially, like it, it sounds like Activision Blizzard, basically. Yeah, yeah, like, it's. It, it's a shame because I mean there were a lot of great games that had a lot of potential with a a multi million if not billion dollar studio behind them and then they just do nothing with it. Yeah, it's like it's like they they acquire them to die. Like they yeah. bought they bought EA Chicago EA Chicago was well it, it was originally New FX. They acquired them in 04, closed them November November this month November sixth, two thousand seven. Yeah, Pandemic Studios in L A. and Brisbane. They acquired them them and um, uh, Bioware in October two thousand seven from Elevation Partners. Closed November seventeenth, two thousand nine. So, long story short, they just they just buy stuff up and destroy it. Essentially, I'm like, almost, they, I'm they, almost they, done. They, almost uh. done. Uh, Playfish acquired in two thousand nine, closed in th- twenty thirteen. Yep. Danger Close Games in L A. Founded as DreamWorks Interactive LLC in ninety five. Acquired in two thousand. <clears throat> renamed EA Los Angeles. And if FYI, these were the guys. This was the original. This is what most of Infinity Ward was. Danger Coast games. Okay. They worked on some Medal of Honor stuff before 2000, prior to 02, and then they left. Went to Activision, formed Infinity Ward, left again, went back to EA, and are currently respawn. That's uh, imagine just being respawn right now, After like being bought seeing, again. Seeing all, yeah, seeing all this go down and be like, oh my god, like yeah. I mean, it's you have the sort of Damocles hanging over you at all times. Like you just you never know when the when the cut is going to come. Yep, it's just like they look like look what they're doing at Dice right now. Like they EA, made okay, EA, EA made a statement recently about this, and they had a Dice employee do it. Mm-hmm. It's like they're making them do statements about all this, like when they have very little to do with it. Like yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, I don't know. I feel like this is this is how EA slowly begins to decide to get rid of companies too. Is that they screw something up with a company that there's a lot of goodwill for. Because, I mean, the Battlefield games were not Star Wars, but the just Battlefield Bad Company and just Battlefield games in general have always been really good. 
Yeah. And Dice has been a company that people like trust, or a publisher at least that people trust. And then EA ends up screwing something up by forcing or mandating something on them, and then they make they make the company apologize for it, not EA itself. So Eric, uh, this the next one <clears throat> may hurt you emotionally. Oh God, Mythic oh, no. Entertainment. Mythic Entertainment. That sounds so familiar. Familiar. Uh, because I know Westwood, like, they did all the Command and Conquer games, and I love those games when I was growing up. Then, what did Mythic do? Yeah, they did, I, um... They did Dragon's Gate. Dragon's oh. Gate. That sounds so familiar. They they did Ultima Online. Oh. Meh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meh. They did uh, Warhammer Online. No, okay, now I'm upset. <laughs> yeah, they did They did Warhammer Online, Age of Reckoning, from 20, 2008 to 2013. And they were working on a, a sequel called Warhammer Online, Wrath of the Her- of Heroes. God. And it was unreleased. That's a bummer. Man. And there was Ultima Forever, Quest for the Avatar, which ran from 2013 to 2014. <laughs> I love how... <laughs> Ultima is like still a thing that gets brought up sometimes. I'm glad because yeah, like I I don't even remember anything about Ultima. I I had an Ultima game on my uh, I can't remember if it was my Atari ST or my or my first PC back when I was a kid. Yes, I'm that old. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, but I think it was Ultima five or Ultima four and. For the life of me, I could not figure out how to get anywhere in it. Like, I could get to a certain point every time, and then it would just... There were some sort of dark creatures that you had to defeat, mixing various things to make spells, and it was just too much for, like, my eight- or nine-year-old brain to handle at the time. Was that when Richard when Richard Garriott was still around? Still doing it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, Quest of the Avatar or something oh, like that. Oh, this is Ultima. Okay. Yeah. I know what this is. Uh, the last yeah. three are very sad. EA Salt Lake in Salt Lake City, which worked on. They worked on the um, The Sims. Or they worked on games like The Sims. Uh, they they did they were the Tiger Woods developers. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had all the golf games and like. Okay, I, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. I can't yeah. remember when the first Tiger Woods came out, or at least maybe it wasn't the first one. But one of the Tiger Woods games was like very well renowned just because of the the physics in it and the controls were like super easy to get into. But it was still a very complex golf game. It, it the the Tiger Woods games are very not like EA Sports games. Like, oh, really? They're very they're very intuitive and easy to get into, and like. Huh. Well, they acquired them in 2006. They were closed in April. Jeez, they, they didn't even make it a year. Uh, oh, no, no, worst. no, April of this year. Oh, this year, oh. They're the worst. Uh, Bioware Montreal. Ooh, that one hurts. Mm, yeah. This one hurts a lot. Yeah. Well, not not really because they were they 
Okay, Bioware proper, which is in Edmonton, they did. Yeah, they're the ones that did Kotor, Jade Empire. Oh, okay. Mass Effect one through three. Bioware Montreal did the multiplayer for for Bio for Mass Effect three. Oh, that that okay. three multiplayer is fine. Like, yeah, it's still sad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It was still probably an amazingly talented group of people working there, and yeah, it's just and then uh, EA shut the door on them. Yeah. Well, te- no, they merged them into Motive in that's, August. That's still essentially the same as shuttering the company. I mean, they might as well just fire them all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And lastly yeah. is the one that's most recent, visceral, visceral in which was gun was which was close, which, extremely close to making it to being around for twenty years. Oh, they, oh that is that is depressing. Yeah, they were founded as EA Redwood Shores. Yeah, I knew that. Well, and that's that's the thing with Visceral too. Is like the writing was kind of on the wall for them after Dead Space Three. And like, okay, I'm the I'm the I'm the resident Dead Space Three defender on this show. But like, I don't Dead think Space it is Three is good. Got. It is good. I'm not I'm not I'm not disparaging the quality of the game. I'm just saying though the the way EA was handling it after yeah, the way the, after the, the returns came in. The expectations EA has is pretty ridiculous considering. Yeah. what Dead Space 3 was. Like, Dead Space 2, like, being... I mean, don't get me wrong, Dead Space 1 and 2 are phenomenal games. I really didn't play enough of 3 to have a strong opinion on it. Yeah. But the first two were really, really good, but they were also kind of an anomaly. Like, nobody expected those games to be as especially good as at they a, were. Especially at a Visceral, who, had, like, previously had worked on, like, throwaway games. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it's... For them to have such a big franchise like that is, like, almost unheard of, like... Yeah, it totally is. Also, Uh, just just to ease you guys on Bioware, they're still doing Anthem. Yeah, but... but... Which, um, the way Patrick Soderlund made it sound, he... The start of it may be a ten-year journey for Bioware, which is... Pretty much the same exact thing Activision said for Destiny with uh, Uh, Bungie. Yeah. But there's there's hope. Drew Carperson is writing it. He's writing Anthem. Or he's one of the writers. I'm not sure who that is. He wrote KOTOR. He wrote Mass Effect 1 and 2. All right. Well, let's, let's, at least for me, brass tacks, though, like... I just want a good single-player KOTOR. Like, I understand the, yeah, the New like, Republic or whatever it is is making them money or had been making them money for a while, but, man, get out of the multiplayer arena. Get back to a good single-player KOTOR game. Like, just make a Star Wars game in general. Like, Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah. I like Battlefront. I think the first one's pretty good, and I haven't played the multiplayer in two. Mm-hmm. But, like... I, I like yeah. those games. Yeah. I would be more happy to have single player Star Wars games, and that's clearly that's what the market wants. Yeah, because they're not pitching a fit over that right now. 
they're pitching a fit because he is trying to nickel and dime you very clearly. Like, well, and, and beyond that, like this with them shutting down Visceral, like I don't, I don't think it's it's anywhere near as dramatic as people have made it out. I mean, it's the internet, you know, that's their nature to be super dramatic. But it's not as dramatic as like single player games are dead. But that's there's that, there's to me defi- that's silly. But like it is, but, it is. Yeah. But that's a different argument to have. But it, but there is a serious dearth of. of single-player games, and especially ones that are a license like Star Wars. Like, when was the last time you saw a good single-player Star Wars game? Uh, years ago? Like, it's been years. It's yeah. been years. We were due for one, and it was called Star Wars 1313. Yeah. And then yeah, that... Well, yeah. But that's, but again, that's just EA being EA. And, like, yeah. this isn't... This isn't what I want. This isn't our vision so to speak. Yeah. Well, and beyond that, like, all the stuff that was going on with the Star Wars game that Visceral was creating. Yeah, right. It doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't... It's a great it name. It is a great name, but it also didn't sound like it was having the, the uh, strongest of Hunter, development you, cycles. You say your... your uh, the, what, the one thing... You, the one common thing you say on about EA on the show. What's that? About monetization. What, what was it? Thing? I don't remember what, what it was like. It. Hmm. I wonder how I can monetize this. Oh, <laughs> this or yeah, find ways to monetize this. This looks like too much fun. <laughs> it needs more <laughs> microtransactions. More microtransactions. Like that's well, Peter Sutherland looking at a switch. Like this yeah. is too much fun. I'll pass. Well, I mean, we've we've all been playing video games long enough to understand that there's going to be some form of microtransactions coming out of a big studio like EA yeah. or Activision or whatever. That's that's part of the game. I get it. And but, here's the thing: like, I don't think they're all bad. I think you can do them no. right. I think you yeah. can. But it's like you totally can. What they're doing is so wrong, and they just double down on it harder, and it makes it's kind of ruining it for everyone. Apparently, because. Belgium wants to ban them, and that's an entire market. Wow. Yeah, because they consider the microtransactions or loot crates. Gambling. Yeah. Gambling. Yeah. And it, for all intents and purposes, is. Yeah, like, like, there's there's a difference between the type of stuff that Overwatch does, where it's just cosmetic, where it doesn't affect your gameplay. Yeah, just, you get a skin, a random yeah. skin, every time you, like, if you want to buy one. Like, mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's completely fine. You know, it yeah. is a luck of the draw, but, eh, what do you, you, know, you know, spend the money if you want to. Don't, you don't have to. Yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's kind of disgusting that a company is being this open about their greed. It's like, they, they don't understand, it's like they're completely oblivious that we can see what they're doing. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's the thing about the uh, crystals. Like the one, the microtransactions. Five dollars would get you about five hundred crystals. And didn't you, didn't you need an obscene amount to buy anyone? Yeah, like you need like oh, you need like forty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and guess how much? The most expect like the the highest you normally for like I, I they're my favorite. Uh, the one series I go back back to every year, every iteration, or I make sure to buy every ver- year is MLB mm-hmm. the Show. Yeah, okay. and they have microtransactions for um, 
Diamond Dynasty, uh, the career mode franchise, and it goes from... What are the microtransactions for, Alan? Because it's not... Is it is it for like is it like for for does, gameplay stuff or is it just like well you can... it's does it make your pitcher man better? The way they do it is they have stubs. Yeah, and for for franchise it it's it's I think five. 10 and 20 like five dollars for four million dollars to add to add to your budget 10 for oh so it's just it's just money you buy right it's in-game money okay for, okay but the subs can, you're basically purchasing purchasing subs to get either more budget, more um, anabolic steroids. Pretty much more more ways <laughs> more ways to increase to increase your rookies. Uh, uh, like ability, mm-hmm. and with Diamond Dynasty, it's basically buying baseball card a bit pack of baseball cards. But when you open up huh. these these hypothetical baseball card packs, do they like give you a player or like? Give you oh, they give you a bunch of players and things. Better is, equipment, things like that. They give you players, equipment, stadiums. Okay, well then there's there's actually some value to them. But I've like I from March to now, or from March to us about. June or July, I actually played every single game, all 162 games as mm-hmm. two teams. So I did about over 300 games. And I kind of, now I basically grinded and had enough where I didn't need to do the microtransactions. So it provides you a way to to pay for the things without actually having to spend money on them. Yeah. And is it, is, does it actually give you enough in a reasonable a reasonable time frame to get the stuff, or do you actually have to grind, grind, like we're talking 20, 30 hours of your life just to get enough to buy a pack? Right now, in, like, I, I restarted, I started, a, a di- like, I updated the roster for a different franchise mode I'm doing right now, and I have about 20,000 stubs. So I have, en- I have enough to get 48 million or 96 million e- or 48 million each for the Yankees and the Astros. Huh, okay. Okay. Interesting. So it it, it seems like that's but, a almost fair trade-off. Like it doesn't yeah, seem like you can play. Yeah. But with Battlefront 2, the crystals they range from $5 for 500 crystals to $100 for 12,000. Which isn't even enough to get a character. You'd have to spend four hundred dollars to get to unlock one character, or to oh, unlock yeah. a Vader or a Luke. 
And that's that's the other thing I've been reading was the fact that like if you didn't want to spend the money, you'd have to grind for like I think it was like forty or fifty hours, if not more, just to get enough to get a character, and not necessarily Vader or whatever. I think it was something obscene, like seventy or eighty hours, just to be able to afford a Vader or a Luke. It just it it continues to show that like companies like EA and Activision, like they're trying to get to a point where they're like phone games with the microtransactions they're pulling. Hmm. Like, yeah, and uh, this didn't just reach like. just, like, some middle management guy at Disney. This reached Bob Iger. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bob Iger himself called EA, from what I understand. No, no, it was, um, Disney's head of consumer products and interactive media, Jimmy Pitaro. Oh, well. And he spoke... He he called Andrew Wilson, who's the CEO of EA, and... They went on and basically caused everything to go on the back burner until things can be revamped. Can I just say what Oscar Gabrielson said about the crystals? The ability to purchase crystals in-game will become available at a later date, only after we made changes to the game. We'll we'll share more details as we work through this. That is not the type of thing you say. No, it's not... It's a calculated PR move, but I think it's yep. a wrong move going forward. Because oh, yeah, Dice um, Oscar Gabrielson is, is the general manager of Dice. Yeah, and it's like I, I know it's not Dice's fault. It's definitely EA's fault because they're getting pushed to this. But like, well, the reason I asked you if you listened to the to Jeff Gers- Jeff Gertzman's uh, Mixler is because he talked about how. It was either that or the quick look I saw with Vinny, Alex, and Dan Reichert. Yeah. They talked about how things... Either things were built around the microtransactions or vice versa. Yep. Because... It feels like you're playing multiplayer even in the single player because there's still star cards. Well, that completely defeats any interest I had in the game then. Yeah. Because like, I was I was kind of excited to try a single player like game in that in that engine and I was everything ex- they've I, done. I was just excited for more Star Wars shit. And now that I know yeah. it's bad, I don't want it. Like yeah. no, 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 the single player is good. But everything you're saying completely repulses me. I don't like. I don't want to touch it. Is what I yeah. like. Yeah, I don't want to give them my money sixty dollars, and I don't want to give local game store even if I do want to support them like forty five when it comes down in price. I'd much like, rather take that money out and time I would spend on Battlefront two and put it into like Breath of the Wild or something else. Like yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't see why I would invest that that much into a game I'm clearly not interested in. <laughs> like, and I think that's exactly what Disney realized when they brought the hammer down on them. Yeah. It's like... This EA will not learn from this. No. There's no way they will. Um, but it is kind of, like, 
this is huge for games in, in the industry because everyone else is watching. Like, mm-hmm. EA tripped over their own dicks and now... <laughs> Wait, are you watching the two best friends play Evil Within 2? No, I have not. It's basically Sebastian... You remember the uh, the uh, traps from the first game? Yeah. Where you press, you hold the button to disarm them? Yeah. And the opening a- animation is Sebastian trying to pinch a trap to uh, un- undo it, and he just fails and blows up. That, yeah, that is very similar. That, yeah, that, that's, that's EA, EA in this situation. Like, they're everyone is watching and they're going to learn from this. So, yeah, if there is one positive impact from all of this, is that no one wants to be in EA shoes right now. No, also, pe- there have been a bunch of people who have gone, who have been uh, ask, asking for, been getting refunds. Oh yeah, they disabled the the refund button on Origin, and you have to call, which is yeah. super disgusting. Like, yeah, that's well, that's... Actu- that's actually a way. That's I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's the only another something that Microsoft does as well. Yeah, but with not with refunds, but with canceling at your Xbox Live Gold. Yeah, but that's different because. Yeah, that's they, they've that's... been doing that for years. EA did that so they could try to hold on to their pre-orders. Yeah. Like, that's different. Like, well, with with all of this going on, like, I'm really curious to see what this is going to do to, and I, I hate to keep bringing them up, but I mean, they're the best example I have is uh, Activision. Because they're yeah. the other ones who are super guilty of this, and I'm, I'm wondering oh, yeah. if this is going to change their business model when it comes to microtransactions. I think I've, I haven't really been playing much of Destiny 2, but like, uh, from what I understand, like it's the same. It's the same model. Like, really, they haven't changed anything, really. But it's uh, Destiny's a good game. That's <laughs> what it comes down to. Well, no, and I've been I've wanted to play Destiny too, but then I've read about various microtransactions, and I've kind of been like, eh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, like, like there are c- companies out there, like Activision, definitely. Konami is another one to watch because they're big into. <laughs> They're gonna do what the fuck they want, even if they don't release games. Like they'll, if they do, they're gonna find a way to fuck you over. Um, well, it's the yakuza demands money, so you know, yeah, they're, they're yeah. Busy with that. <laughs> the uh, the the elder god that runs Konami desires more blood. <laughs> so pretty much. Um, but yeah, just there. There's just companies out there who are going to prey on you, and like that sucks for any industry. Like. But that also creates competition and do better. And I'm hoping yeah. that they learn. A lot of companies learn from this. Like CD Projekt Red, yeah, uh, recently came. I made that statement. Like we lead the we lead the greed to others, yep. which is a super huge dig at EA, which was yeah. great. Yeah, well, and that's the rest of their statement was just like, yeah, you know, you get the whole game when you pay the sixty dollars. Like yeah. it's all there. And with their track record with The Witcher Three, like. I only have uh, Heart of Stone with Witcher 3. I didn't pick up the other DLC, but their DLC is phenomenal. Uh, they add something in wine? Yeah, Blood, blood and Wine, and wine. yeah. It's, but it's almost an entire game unto itself, the DLC. They release expansion packs. Like It's yeah. not so much DLC as it is an entire yeah. new section of that game. 
Yeah, and I mean, this even Bethesda learned from this, like with the horse armor when they when uh. Yeah, like Far Harbor is like is big enough to feel like I didn't feel cheated when I bought that DLC. Like, yeah. So say what you want about Fall Four, but I really like the DLC model they had. That's they've kind of followed the same DLC model with everything since uh since Oblivion. Like they'll release like one yeah. smaller thing, then a bigger thing, then like one or two medium sized things, and one mm-hmm. huge thing. Like and that's the I'm way like it a... was. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it's been with Skyrim. That's the way it was with uh, Fallout Four and like, even Three. Your the, robot. The, with this, uh, even. Oh, sorry. My... Yeah, you're a robot right now. Uh... <sighs> sorry about that. We had a quick or. We had a bit of a technical delay with Hunter, so Hunter turned into a robot. Yeah, it's cool. It happens sometimes. Somebody bought the microtransactions to turn him into a robot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the the uh, what's it called? The singularity happened in my room. <laughs> I became one with flesh with flesh and iron. <laughs> you you Cronenberged it. Oh, yep. your Wells two point Yes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, what I was saying was, like, Bethesda is a company to follow with uh, their DLC model or even just expansion model is that they've pretty much followed the same idea with almost every one of their DLCs is that it they give you one or two small ones and a medium-sized one then a really big one to end it out. Like, Oblivion yeah. was that way. I mean, maybe the horse armor was ass, but, you know. That kind of was... That set the mantra that horse armor did, like... If it was, we'd have more horse armor and less uh, Dawn Guard. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing yeah. is, Bethesda kind of gets a pass for, for this. Well, I wouldn't call it a pass because they're still trying to do the paid mod thing. But like, uh, yeah, no. Um, Mainly due to the fact that around the time this whole thing happened, DLC was still sort of a new. Oh yeah, yeah. It was kind of like yeah. it was a new frontier. Like yeah. no one, no one was doing it really. And but then like, they follow up the horse armor with Knights of the Nine. Um, yes. Yeah. No, it was Shivering Isles first. Okay. Oh yeah. The deal. The, a fan, the expansion. Fan. The expansions for Oblivion were are fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I haven't played much Knights of the Nine. But I know Shivering Isles is amazing. Like, it's like one of my favorite DLCs ever. Ever. Oblivion was one of those games that, like, I didn't understand the systems at play in it, so I kind of overpowered myself and got to a point where I couldn't finish it because everything was so much stronger than me because I power leveled for so long. That that kind of happens to me when I play that game. It's like because I always I always play as archers, and the thing about archers in that game is if you level up your stealth to an ungodly level, you become unstoppable. So the game kind of like if you get into a fight, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah rubber bands on you. Yeah, 
Yeah, because that was that's why I fell in love with Skyrim so much was just because they they kind of evened all that out so well. Yeah, I I mean I know Elder Scrolls fans kind of think Skyrim is weak, but I really like that they streamlined everything. Like, yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, no, buy it on Switch. <laughs> I'm, okay, yeah, I'm a, I need to I need to get one. I'm a I'm an unofficial Switch a Nintendo shill now. <laughs> so trying to get that Nintendo money. Hey man, do what you got to. Wait, are you talking about um, Skyrim on Switch? Yes, we actually are having a, uh, a review. Will be up soon, or sometime in the next week or two on of Skyrim on Switch. So really, okay, good. That's I have not. I'm curious to read that. God, at this point, like that would be how many times does that game come out? I imagine it would actually run pretty well on the uh, Switch. Skyrim is like spans three generations at this point. You're right. I didn't even think about that. Well, not actually two, not counting PC. So. Yeah, but I mean that's that's kind of an entity unto itself. So yeah. Well, don't forget Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four gets a pass because it's one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, like it was revolutionary. So, like I'm willing. I love Elder Scrolls. I'm willing to give Skyrim that pass. Like <laughs> I'm unapologetic about apologetic about it. Oh, so uh, real quick, back to EA, just to give you guys an idea of how sneaky and underhanded they've been for years. Like, early on, when the way I know EA the most is uh, from Genesis. Like, yeah. I Sega Genesis, loved it, it was great. And What did they make on Genesis? They That's where Madden got its start. Really? Yeah, they, uh, they actually adapted a lot of uh, PC games over. Like, there's a game, Sword of Sivan... I don't know if you remember, like, the thing that you could... The reason why you could tell it was an EA game is because their cartridges had this little yellow notch on the side of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I you're talking Yeah, I remember now. Yes. So the whole thing with them was they were actually kind of a poor company when they first started, like, or at least they couldn't, they couldn't keep up with the absorbent costs that Genesis or Sega wanted for licensing fees. Yeah. So what they did was... They had borrowed a dev kit from a company they were friendly with, took it apart and figured out how it worked, put it back together and returned it to them, so they figured out how to make the games without having to go through Sega. And they went back to Sega and said, like, hey, how about instead of the price that you're charging, like, whatever it is, $10 something per cartridge, how about we do $2 per cartridge up to a $2 million cap. It was something along those lines. But basically, they they went in and illegally did all this so oh, they could save themselves some money. That's disgusting. You know who yeah. else tried to do something similar to this? Mm-hmm. Atari. Yeah, but Atari, yeah. Atari shot themselves in the own foot. EA is kind of like... They're... They, they're 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 sneaky as fuck and like and ironically yeah. you know who they tried to do this to or something Nintendo. Similar? yeah Nintendo thank yeah, you they, play uh, value yeah no they were the ones who had the uh, odd shaped cartridges and they came out with like games that like they had a version of Tetris that wasn't licensed by Nintendo yeah it was oh. uh, the one by Tangan yeah oh yeah. yeah I forgot about the whole saga how there's like like those unofficial like cartridges like cost how much yeah. do you think they cost they're like like you said they're like 10, 10 bucks a cartridge let's say but yeah. like 
that adds up when you're mass marketing things like mm-hmm. and especially at that time period because I mean they were I think I don't know this for sure I might be talking out of my ass but I'm I'm pretty sure like Sega was kind of following the Nintendo route where it's like you can come out with games but you can only do so many under whatever company title like how that's why that's why what Konami had Ultra was it I think yeah it's like Atlas has all those games that came out that you're that you years later you find out they're Atlas games and you're like fucking what yeah exactly but yeah it's, wait what Atlas made Friday the Thirteenth yep like Atlas. Atlas made a lot of Nintendo games, but like I'll, I'll like every once in a while, someone will be like, "Oh yeah, that's an Atlas game." It's like, excuse me. It's like finding out. It's like finding out uh, a really good game is made by LGN. Yeah. Well, that's that's not possible because LGN didn't make good games. So. No, they just made terrible shit. Seriously <laughs> like though, that, that is that the X-Men best game. That is the best part of any any AVGN episode. It's like, it's like. EA, I feel like EA is going to be around for a long time. This definitely is not going to like hurt them. No, but I think people are now more aware of what EA is willing to do to trick you. And like, well, I'll be I'll be curious I, to see if this brings about a turnaround, like where they're going to come out with with a lot of it's, it's going to look like. Here's the thing, it's going to look like a turnaround. What they're going to well, yeah. They they have tricks up their sleeves, like oh, totally, totally, totally. Like EA is like Loki, just like secretly <laughs> plotting, pulling the strings. Yeah, it's it just I like you said, like you know, a lot of well, no, the video game the sphere is watching this to see what goes down, and I'm just I'm hoping that a EA learns from this horrible, horrible misstep they took. Yeah. And that other companies that have been going down this path maybe maybe pump the brakes a little bit, or even even companies that were scared to bring out like single player focused games because they weren't going to make money realize there is an audience for that out there. Yeah, like it's not even that we don't want multiplayer games. It's like no. if you're going to make one, don't make it disgusting. <laughs> like exactly, don't make it what they're trying to make multiplayer games. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine with Overwatch in that model, but, like, Mm -hmm. there's a level where I have to draw the line, and I think a lot of other people are drawing the line where we don't want this. Well, this is is where Activision is going to swoop in and probably make changes to Call of Duty World War II. (laughs) I am not even... I I was against that game from the beginning, and, like, I'm not saying I feel justified in hating it, because it does suck that it's not what everyone wants. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be some serious changes in how they implement all this. Yeah. Because right now, with what Middle Earth started, it's this isn't going to stop. Like, yeah. unless yeah. they change their model. And they're never going to. They're like, not going to. Like, because there's, there's enough people out there who are just going to continue to buy it and and I believe the the popular term is whales that are going to spend whales, yes. the ridiculous amount of money on the stuff that they'll just be like, well, this justifies it, so who cares? Let's keep going. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, in the uh, thing I'm working on, right, I'm reading right now for Los Haro, I 
describing Call of Duty the the kids who played Call of Duty Four multiplayer. I took a note a, t- a note from Connor, and I called them pet little petulant shits or shitheads. <laughs> that's yeah, that's not far off. That's such a that's such a little that's like a little Connor mannerism that I love so much. It's where he'll just like, little petulant child. Yeah. He'll say a phrase sometime and like and then a voice that is so sincere. <laughs> it just, and then it just like it catches on and he'll just keep saying it and then it gets stuck in your brain. Like But yeah, uh EA is definitely on the shit list now for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. And I guess the moral of this story is that your do- dollar is worth a lot to a lot of people, mm-hmm. so use it wisely because there's a lot of people who try will try to trick you. Like, what? It, it's expensive to make games nowadays. There's going to be some very very shady practices. Oh, can we talk about um, the analyst though? Oh, is it the fake analyst? Yeah. So. I'm not saying EA doesn't get death threats whenever some of this happens. But I am really, really sick of that being thrown back in my face to manipulate me, me, me into feeling bad for them. Because it is bad. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. like, it should not be used as a PR move because it just makes me angry when I find out the person who received death threats quotation doesn't actually work for your company. Really, I see. I didn't hear about any of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the basically, the guy who made the official statement about mm-hmm. the death threats, he got six mm-hmm. death threats. It doesn't work for EA at all. What? Oh no, is that the same guy who who was talking about you should be happy about this? Yes, same guy. Yeah, he, the, Eric. This guy said gamers are spoiled, and that EA should raise or that companies should raise the prices of games. So, All right, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with that statement. Maybe I don't not, either. Not don't. in the way that it was brought about, like in this in this culture that it's it's being talked about. But yeah. if companies are this desperate to make more money to justify the cost of games, bump them up by ten dollars. Yeah, like fifteen dollars. If you make a game that I really want to play, I'll gladly spend seventy dollars for it. Like, yeah. that's not an issue. The yeah. issue is the continuous spending. Yeah. I mean, technically, they've been doing this for a while now. I remember with... Um, I forget. The most recent one I can remember is... Or what they're doing it now is the deluxe editions of games. Mm-hmm. You, get to play yeah. them on, you get to play them on a fr- on the Friday before it, the regular version comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did... EA did this with Battlefront 2? EA has EA Early Access, which means you can play it... No, no, you're, you're, only, allowed, you're only allowed 10 hours. Really? Oh, okay. But still, like... They did... The, go ahead. They did this with... Or Microsoft did this with Gears of War 4. Mm-hmm. 2K did this with WWE 2K18. <laughs> Nobody Connor, about that. Connor would strangle us if you heard him talk about 2K on the show. I could hear his ghost screaming somewhere. He's very angry. No, don't, don't you remember? He, he came around on it. 
he likes 2K18, but he still hates that series. Yeah. It, like, I, I don't have a problem with doing something like that early incentive for people if they want to spend a little bit more money. But yeah. it's everything else associated with what companies like EA, specifically EA, are doing. Like It's, it's like, like, don't... It, what it comes down to is don't mess with the inside bits of the game. Like, yeah. yeah. Change how you want to sell it to us, I don't care. Like, if I really want to play the next Elder Scrolls, I will gladly pay $70 for it. Or I, if I want to play early, I will try to get the deluxe edition. Like, yeah. that's fine. No one cares about that. Well, hell, if they would charge $10 more for Elder Scrolls games just to get rid of some of the jank, I would gladly pay yeah. $10 extra. I would, yeah, I would pay $20 extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To play because, I mean, those... janky Elder well, Scrolls thing. That's the other thing with, like, with a game, be it multiplayer or single player, if I'm going to get 80, 90, 100, if not more hours out of it, then yes, I will gladly pay you for that time that I'm getting yeah. out of it. Like, it's like, not a big deal. Like No. I know no. people don't want to hear that, but it's not. Like, Well, and it's, it's, I think it's a very vocal minority that screams and yells about that when people when when anyone brings up the idea of like well maybe games should be more expensive you have a very vocal group that that knows all the right places to yell thank you one of them is now defunct neogaf rested yeah. horrible horrible death throes please i thought neogaf was still i thought gaf was still around it's it's still around but it's dead to everyone it's, it's gutted like it's, yeah it's dead to me yeah it's, that seems to be the general consensus from podcasts I listen to and just what I read online is that people are just done with them. Like, it's it's not coming back. It's not. Well, Reset Era is the new thing that the, the mods that Resigned are doing. Oh, yeah. So, we'll see if that pans out for them. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just going to be a new cave for a lot of trolls to live in. And, yeah, I'm not interested in it. So, whatever they want to do... It's, and maybe it's maybe it's my age. I don't know, but I just NeoGAF. I could never really decipher unless somebody had a direct link to a leak or a story about something, or like a thread about about Final Fantasy titles. But <laughs> I would read exactly. and get angry about. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, these companies aren't going away. Like no. yay, NeoGAF. Like they're still. They're still serving a purpose, or serving a demographic that still won EA games for some reason. Well, it's I mean EA is going to continue to do whatever because I mean they're making all that money off of Madden. Yeah, they're 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 going to be a thing for as long as sports games are being made. Pretty much because they have the monopoly on that shit. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't matter how many lawsuits are brought against them by by former players who didn't give them the rights to use their names or faces or anything like that. Yeah. Like, they can they can spit that money into a jar and hand it off to them. Yeah, they're like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to take it and, like, dry it off somewhere. <laughs> like a dirty laundromat. Exactly. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Just hanging it out to dry in the backyard. Also, don't be... <laughs> we can't forget the uh, FIFA stuff. Yeah, the, the FIFA, everything with EA Sports. Yeah, yeah. FIFA, oh, yeah. Madden, NHL, 
FIFA alone could probably fund EA for the next 50 years. Like Easily. Yeah, I just I totally forget about FIFA being as big as it is because I'm it's American. It's huge. So, yeah. You know, I wonder if the people who like if EA is a, if EA is going who if EA is going to listen to people, I wonder how many people are going to say Skate Four. <laughs> no, uh, there there will never be a Skate Four, Alan. No, no, because no, I was uh, I was watching the the, the giant, giant bomb bit about Skate Four. No, I was watching uh, Giant Bomb talk over the EA two twenty seventeen uh, press conference. Oh, yeah. Where yep. Tony Hawk. Or the... Tony Hawk's skate or die. Oh, fuck. No, what? And, I, uh, I forgot that existed. What? It's it's a long story, but, it, it, but it's really funny. It, uh, like, that's, that's something else that people need to let go of that is there's never going to be another good Tony Hawk game. There won't. There will never be. Skateboarding games are dead. Yeah, like they're yeah. dead. Yeah. It's time we acknowledge it. Yeah, it was. It was a a wonderful gleaming moment in the sun, and now it's gone. We flew too close to the sun, and our <laughs> and our wings made of grip tape burned up. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's. It's not even. It's not even the fans that did. It's just that there was too much for for too long. They sat. They saturated the market very quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember I had uh, the game Grind Session on my PS1. Yeah. And and that was that was unabashedly a Tony Hawk like clone essentially. I mean, it had a few different people in it and it had some different movesets, but it was essentially the same thing and that was I think that was the biggest problem is that every time that they tried to innovate at all in the Tony Hawk games, people would just be like, "All right, we're going to add this to our our one one off as well." Yeah. Like it, it's not. There's like surfing Tony Hawk clones. Like, yeah. Well, and they weren't even clones, though. They were made by the same fucking company. Yeah, but like you look at you look at the the box art, and it's the same. It's the same game essentially. Like, it's, much. A, it's the same font, like the same logo, different locale, just and a different have, locale and a different name uh, attached to yeah. it. And then you have wonders what? like BMX Triple X. What the hell did Never Stop yes. do before Tony Hawk? Uh, they made uh, two Spider-Man. really good Spider-Man games, yeah. They made two? Well, they made one really good one that I played. I didn't get to play the second one on PS1. I forgot there was a second one. Yeah. No, the first one was awesome. It's really great. so good. I have it on Dreamcast. It's a fantastic game. I have uh, it up for N64. Yeah. No. No, not for Nintendo 64. Don't do that. Yeah, I learned, well, yeah, I learned that. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. Because I bought a, I bought a N64 on eBay and it came with five games and I was one of the five games. Oh, did you get Glover too? <laughs> literally, literally everyone I know who has an N64 has a copy of Glover. No, but I I did. A, uh, what was the Indiana Jones game for N64? In the, the Infernal Machine. I think. Oh, what? There's an Indiana Jones game. Yeah. N64, yeah. Yeah. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. I know there's one for PSP. The Staff of Atlantis. Um, you guys ready to wrap? Yeah, I'm good. All right, well, that 
does it for another episode of the Phantom, uh, Phantom Zone. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> different different show altogether. Uh, for Video Game Hour, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Davenaport. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Stroke Out Millionaire. Um, find my writing on the Haro. Things are coming. I'm brainstorming three things right now. Four, technically. Um, yeah, Alan, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Alan. No, on Worthy Mirror. Um, you can find me on Instagram as uh, at Comics Boy. I. Uh, Right now, I'm working on something, a new thing for the for Los Aro. Uh, I wrote a little. I wrote a some something for the event this event week. So, check that out. Nice. Uh, you can find me floating around the Phantom Zone, and uh, I'm also at Eric underscore Fedor on Instagram, just occasionally posting pictures of my dog and anything else that tickles my fancy. <laughs> and I'm eventually going to get around to playing this batch of new games that came out. One day, you'll be one of us, Eric. One day. You'll, one be, day. A, you'll be a games whale. Well, when I can... When I can finally get a Switch as well, that would be nice. That's damn straight. Everyone buy yeah. a Switch. Nintendo, hit me up. Reggie, Reggie, what's up, man? Eric, I, I highly recommend uh, Mafia 3. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. It's basically about it. Black Punisher. It is Black Punisher, essentially. I'm kind of into that, but I still need to get Assassin's Creed Origins and Wolfenstein 2. Oh, so. they're all good. Yeah, yeah. Black Friday is right. coming up. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, so... That's it for the video game hour. Uh, fuck X Men Destiny. Yes. And fuck Twitter. <laughs> and fuck EA. Damn straight. Fuck EA. <laughs>